afternoon. I'm Denise Tensai. Here are the biggest stories this hour. A new survey shows the number of Filipino families who experienced hunger in the past three months nearly doubled as the Philippine economy grapples with the impact of COVID-19. A poll conducted by the social weather stations from May 4 to 10 shows 16.7% or around 4.2 million families nationwide went hungry due to lack of available food. That includes 3.5 million families who experienced moderate hunger and nearly 700,000 families who experienced severe hunger. Moderate hunger is defined as experiencing hunger only once or a few times, while severe hunger is experiencing it often or always. The SWS says this is nearly twice as the estimated 2 million families recorded last December and the highest since the 4.8 million families recorded back in September 2014. The Philippine government has imposed quarantine rules for over two months to contain the spread of COVID-19. The distribution of the second tranche of the social amelioration program will begin once the liquidation of the first payout is completed. That's an assurance from Social Welfare Undersecretary Glenn Pahe, who says those who did not receive aid or are on the waiting list will be part of the second tranche. Pahe adds government has already handed out aid worth a total of over 98 billion pesos to more than 7 million beneficiaries. Mga eligible beneficiaries po natin na hindi naipasama sa nakaunang listahan ay maaring umapila o magsadya sa kanilang provincial, city o municipal social welfare and development officers. Ganon din ang mga pamilya na naghain ng kanilang reklamo sa pamamagitan ng DSWD grievance and hotline numbers, sila rin po ay maikukonsidera sa weighted list. Interior Undersecretary Jonathan Malaya, for his part, warns village officials who are tagged in anomalies in the distribution of aid. Muli po, nagbababala ang ating Secretary Eduardo Año sa lahat ng barangay officials na may nagbabalak na pakialaman ang pondo ng bayan na hindi po kayo titigilan ng DILG at ng ating kapulisan hanggat hindi po malinis ang hanay ng ating mga uh, barangay officials ng ganitong sistema. Ang pondo po ng social amelioration program ay nakalaan para sa mga ating mga kababayan nangangailangan ang mga low-income More than 680,000 families in Manila City will get another 1,000 pesos from the local government. Manila Mayor Isko Moreno says the second batch of cash aid was released to more than 500 villages in Districts 4, 5, and 6 Thursday. More than 300 villages received the first tranche in Manila's first three districts last week. Only 607,000 families were meant to receive cash aid, but the tally increased after villages submitted their updated number of beneficiaries. More than 10,000 teachers in the city will also receive 5,000 pesos each. The Philippine Agriculture Department plans to put up large food markets across Metro Manila to help stabilize prices and provide income to farmers. Secretary William Dar did not give specific locations for the planned food hubs, but he says those would be housed in large warehouses, cold storages, and retail stalls. We are uh, putting up a very well-planned uh, logistics uh, system para i-connect po natin ang mga regional provincial trading posts and uh, properly transported with all the state-of-the-art uh, preserves, reaper buns, and the like. 
going to Metro Manila. We are detailing this plan and this is part of our proposal for the stimulus package. Dapat tuloy-tuloy uh, uh, na nating gawing new normal ito na ang gobyerno ay direct ang bumibili sa farmers sa maayos na presyo. We cut out the middleman, we increase the income of our farmers. That will be the biggest incentive for them to keep planting. As of May 21st, the Philippine government has directly procured fruits, vegetables, and rice from farmers worth 2.4 billion pesos. The government is also extending zero-interest loans to farmers and fishermen to help them increase their capital during the pandemic. Now, President Duterte wants a probe into allegedly overpriced test kits and other medical equipment bought by the government to address the COVID-19 crisis. Palace spokesman Harry Roque says Mr. Duterte is alarmed by the discrepancy in the prices of equipment acquired by the health department and those by the private sector. COVID-19 testing packages from PhilHealth are believed to have been overpriced by as much as 8.3 billion pesos. Naaabalang ang presidente, lalong-lalong na doon sa pagkakaiba ng presyo ng testing kit. No? Na kapag pribadong sektor ang bumili, it's 1,750,000. Pero kapag gobyerno ang bumili, it's 4 million. So nais po niya ng katagutan. And investigation, no? kasi mm -hmm. hindi po nga niya maintindihan gaya ng buong sambayanan kung bakit ganun kalaki ang discrepancy. Even without the joint resolution. Earlier this week, Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drillon called the test package of the country's state health insurer, PhilHealth, overpriced. Senator Panfilo Lacson also sounded the alarm over the health department's purchase of testing machines and swabbing kits for more than twice the amount paid by private firms. The Philippine Health Insurance Corporation, or PhilHealth, has lowered the price of its COVID-19 test kits from 8,150 to 4,210 pesos. Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drelon welcomes the price cut but says the amount should be brought down further to 3,500, the same amount it pays to be tested by the Philippine Red Cross. With a lower price, Drelon hopes more people can now be tested for COVID-19. Meanwhile, the Philippine government appealing for understanding from overseas Filipino workers who remain stranded in quarantine facilities. COVID-19 National Policy Chief Implementer Carlito Galvez says they are now coordinating with airlines for sweeper flights and speaking to shipping agencies and local manning agencies. Galvez says they also hope to decongest the glut within two weeks. Pasensya na po na nagkaanong po tayo ng konti dahil kasi na-overwhelm po ang ating mga quarantine facilities dito po sa Metro Manila. Tinitingin po natin kung ano pong pwede po natin magawa para at least uh, yung uh, maginawaan po yung ano na, ng ating mga OFWs. Uh, ako po ay uh, nakikiusap ng uh, konting pasensya sa ating mga OFWs. Uh, ginagawa na po natin ng transport, uh, transport, uh, transport, transportation arrangement at uh, ang ating pong OWA ay nagkakaroon na po ng sweeper flights ng, uh, with the airlines. At ang ating uh, marina naman po ay uh, nagkikiusap na po sa ating mga local uh, mining agencies and also with uh, the different shipping agencies para po magkaroon po na tayo ng maayos na pagbabalik ng ating mga OFW sa kanilang mga kanilang lugar. The appeal comes as the government closely monitors the arrival of returning overseas Filipino workers to prevent another sharp rise in COVID-19 cases. Of 30,000 returning OFWs from the U.S., Italy, Spain, and parts of the Middle East, some 600 have tested positive for the disease. Once na kaisablis na po tayo ng mga testing centers sa mga gateway natin, 
ay pwede na po nating i-replicate yung ganitong uh, uh, sistema na one-stop shop. One-stop shop wherein yung ating mga mga returning uh, Filipinos ay uh, sinuswab po natin immediately upon, uh, upon, ano, upon entry. And then uh, they, we will establish uh, some sort of a quarantine facility for them to wait until such time that uh, the result of the testing will be you know will be will be you know, will be provided to them tumataas po ang ating uh, affectations is because of uh, tinatawag nating uh, immigrant uh, or tinatawag nating importation from from travel so yun po magiging vulnerable po tayo pag once ang ating pong, uh, ang ating pong, ano ang, ang ating pong, uh, mga airport ay unregulated the Philippine Health Department reports 11 more deaths due to the novel coronavirus disease, raising the country's death toll to 857. 163 more cases of infections were recorded today, Friday, bringing total COVID-19 cases in the country to 13,597. 92 patients have recovered as well. Meanwhile, the number of COVID-19 cases around the world stands at 5.1 million. Johns Hopkins University also pegs the death toll at over 332,000 while recoveries are at 1.9 million. The U.S. still leads the global tally at more than 1.5 million cases, followed by Russia and Brazil. Latin America is in the grip of an infection surge with Brazil, Peru, Mexico and Chile seeing steady increases in infections. And more news overseas, there was a high police presence in Hong Kong Friday morning as residents awaited more details of a new security legislation proposed by Beijing. That move reigniting fear and anger over China's authoritarian government in a city still grappling with the coronavirus. China intends to impose new national security laws on Hong Kong, an official confirmed on Thursday potentially sparking new anti-Beijing protests following last year's often violent unrest, which plunged Hong Kong into its deepest turmoil since it returned to Chinese rule in 1997. Hong Kong media outlets reported the new laws would ban secession and terrorism, and all seditious activities aimed at toppling the central government or foreign interference in the former British colony. Attempts to impose similar laws in the past have met strong resistance. Activists argue it would erode the city's freedoms and high level of autonomy. Opposition lawmakers said this was the end of Hong Kong as they knew it. This was Tanya Chan. Today I think that um, it's the saddest state uh, in Hong Kong history. Um, it confirms one country, one system. The Chinese official was speaking at a late-night briefing ahead of China's annual parliamentary session, which starts on Friday. Online posts urged people to gather in protest before Parliament meets. The legislation could also prompt Washington to remove Hong Kong's special status. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has delayed a report assessing whether Hong Kong is still autonomous enough to qualify for that status, awaiting the outcome of the parliamentary session. Asian markets take a step back as tensions between China and the U.S. rise. The Hang Seng is leading losers down 3%. Following reports, China is planning national security laws for Hong Kong after the city saw violent pro-democracy protests last year. As for Philippine shares, the PSE index is also down over 1% on value turnover worth 4 billion pesos. An analyst says investors expect the pandemic to hit corporate earnings. The market is pricing in now that uh, first earnings will be bad. So the market is still down 
plus 25%, right, year mm-hmm. to date. Um, uh, but it's also pricing in, I think, at this point, that we will have a more of a U-shape, uh, you know, a, a, a recovery that mm-hmm. we'll see some proof of that very soon, like next year. By next year, mm-hmm. we're back to at a normal growth rate. So, um, you know, any disappointment on those fronts is going to probably send more volatility to the market. The United Nations is launching a campaign to help spread fact-based information and advice about COVID-19. Under the initiative called Verified, interested people around the world can sign up to become information volunteers or digital first responders. They will share a daily feed of verified information that counters misinformation or fills an information void. This will enable scientists and institutions like the UN to reach people with accurate information they can trust. Fiction is often often circulating faster than fact, and it's endangering public health response, and ultimately it's endangering people's lives. Purveyors of misinformation are creating storylines and slick content that are filling information voids where science has no answers. They offer promises of cures that have no evidence of benefit or may even be harmful. They are savvy about using narratives that link to people's fears and appeal to people's need for answers or need to find a culprit. And those are the latest this hour. Keep it here on the ABS-CBN News Channel for our special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic.